Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our little corner of the internet. My name is Derek, and this is the Dane and Derek show. Wow, I haven't said the done the show in a long time. Um, this is where we talk about art, Dungeons and Dragons, life, and Ma. And as always, I'm here with Dane. Hey, hey, um, I'm Dane. I write. I um, go to law school. Um, I survive. That's about all I got right now, going to be honest. Oh, and I love a bunch of things like tabletop RPGs and podcasts and music and films and stuff. It's, it's great. Oh, well, I'm glad <laughs> that you still have some love in your life. Oh, I have plenty of love. It's just. I, I, it's yeah, just I don't really life force. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the lack of aliveness. Um, mm. Yeah. So to give okay. to give my update mm-hmm. real quick before we dive into stuff about myths um i as of recording this um am barreling through the end of my first year of law school um uh you know uh crash landing that i think um and um you know also will be immediately starting the moment it's done um a uh clerkship at a at a firm law firm in boulder so no rest for the wicked um congrats though thanks yeah looking forward to it honestly like i'm I'm really tired i don't i don't sound like i'm looking forward to it but um the idea of getting to do some real work is really really uh gratifying Mm -hmm. um simply for the fact of like everything has been super theoretical for a year mm. um everything has been mock everything has been practice and it would be really nice to like do something r- like real because like i'm definitely feeling like a certain amount of like too far removed from the real thing and so it's it doesn't feel like it matters if that makes sense you know like yeah like if i write a brief for class like there's a slight feeling of like but these are fake people this doesn't need to be done. Like, right. Yeah. Um, like I know I'm practicing, but this is like my fourth practice. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get much better at this without really caring about this. Cause that's the next step. That's like, that's the only way I'm going to put any more effort into it. You cannot scare me enough with grades anymore. I'm, I am, I, I can, you can round my age up to 30 now. Like I, you cannot, <laughs> you know, um, the, the the wool has been pulled from my eyes about grades. It's like, you're not going to scare me with that. So the only thing that can scare me are like things mattering to people. So um, it's the only way I'm going to get better. So I'm really excited about it. Just, just fucking tired right now. Um, yeah. I'm curious how that'll go. Um, yeah. Like I feel like, yeah, when you get to apply something practically, it really helps it solidify. It um, does. It does. Yeah. And the fact that it's in Boulder is really nice. You don't have to drive too far. No, no. It's um for you and anybody who else who knows, the firm is right next to the dairy. Oh. Um, you know. Yo. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just so um just help you picture it. It's right down in there. 
Wow. Not like just right off of Pearl. Yeah. That's great, man. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Yeah. What about you? What's do you have you have another film update? So here's the weird thing, folks. Um, Derek and I record these episodes in batches. So it's kind of hard to sometimes give these updates. So like I I tend I at least tend to like save things. Like I could update all of this at once, but I'll save it into batches so I'm so we can do it for multiple episodes so i'm curious if no, you yeah if you if you said everything all at once or if you have another bit <laughs> i have held on to some stuff ah, <laughs> um, smart see yeah which is that so yeah so last time y'all heard uh doing focusing more on the dock the yep. shorts kind of pushed to next year still the case um and the big thing has been getting money uh to make a movie um, yeah I'm not exactly a bajillionaire, and if I was, I probably wouldn't be making movies. Uh, <laughs> I'd be doing something else. Uh, uh, hopefully, better for the earth and not bad for the environment and not bad for my existence. But point being, getting money for movies is really difficult, especially when um, you're not like a really famous film director. Um, but on this project, on this doc project, I felt very lucky um, in that there has been a lot of community support from the community that the film is about. Yeah. Um, and that there have been folks who have, you know, pointed me in places of like, Hey, we should go talk to these people because they might be able to donate or we mm -hmm. should go talk to this fund because they've wanted to donate to something, but now this is the right opportunity to. Um, and so there's been a lot of conversations like that. And for like starters, like I've made several budgets for this film all of which are like dirt cheap for a feature length doc. And um, one of the budgets got approved, uh, which was really awesome. And um, we were encouraged to actually try and find additional funding. So we've been continuing to apply to a lot of grants and um, we're recording this in April. Um, but in late May, early June, we have another like not a pitch, but a presentation, I guess, um, that we need to prepare a sample for. Um, to see if we can get another like fund or grant um, for the project. Uh, and hopefully sometime this summer, um, there will be some more stuff about it on the internet. You can follow it on Instagram. The film is called This Is Not A Showcase. Um, and uh, that was, um, it's based off of a sort of mantra that the, uh, organization follows um and i think like having like attached a title to the project it's become a lot easier to pitch and a lot easier for people to identify but it's it's nice to be working on a movie where i'm not pulling all of like all like the pockets of my jeans out to try and find all the change it's nice to know that there is some money to work with um at least for this initial uh physical production part we still haven't figured out how we're paying for like post-production or the festival run. That's something we're still going to figure out later. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, and that's the other interesting part about raising funds for movies. You sometimes just do it in phases, like a startup. Um, they should really teach more startup stuff in film school um, and accounting. And I think, I think everyone that does film should be required to do production accounting at least for a semester. Um, because that is something that like, I really, I took like one, not production accounting, but it was like, um, it was like, it was like one semester of like 
it's like production accounting and entertainment law and producing all in one course, which it should really be three separate courses. Yeah. And that has like, I'm now like having to use a lot of that knowledge to kind of like make sure I do everything right and that I don't end up needing to pay a ton of taxes and that I am like able to make sure I can pay people and stuff like that, um, which I think is really exciting. I get to actually like pay people on this. Not a lot, but I get to pay people something. Um, Love and that. that. Yeah. And that was like always a dream, um, which is like, which is like kind of, that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother thing. When like your when like your dream is to just be able to pay people a fair wage for the work <laughs> they do on a project that they believe in, you know. Um, so yeah. Uh, long story short, financing is going better. It's going better than expected. Um, I'm sure there's going to be things I'm going to be stressed about and stuff, but that's been happening, and we've been filming, which has been wild. I. I have my hand on a camera filming things for me the first time in like, I don't know, two, three years. Um, And like, yeah, you know, it's like kind of like the stuff I used to do at Biff Mm -hmm. where I'm like running around filming all the panels and stuff like that. And like, you know, gathering sound bites. It's bringing me back to that space. And um, that's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been good. Um, so yeah, that's my long-winded film update. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's funny because in our notes, these are supposed to be one minute, but there's just, I don't think we've ever managed to do that. And I think I need to adjust the, the, <laughs> um, because there's just no way we can reasonably do that. Here's uh, the thing though. If you say three minutes, it's going to start being 10, right? Uh, each, okay. right? Like you, it's, it's a goal, right? Like it keeps us, it keeps us, it keeps us honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make it a 30 second goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but today's episode, um, we're talking about myths and specifically the value of myths. Mm-hmm. This was one of your ideas. I think yeah. both these last two episodes have been. So I'm curious what what you meant by the value of myths. So, okay. So uh, I have a pretty broad definition of myth, if we're going to be honest here. Um, and that basically comes down to any story that sort of transcends its creator and Mm. its medium to be more than it is. Um, And, and so like we have ancient myth, right? Um, Typically that myth is some somewhere in the pseudo religious style, right? Um, You know, that we're talking your Greek myth, your Norse myth, your Polynesian myth, your, uh, Shinto myth, right? All of that. Um, you, so you've got that, but I would, I would, um, I would add that there are some other mythic figures out there. I would mm-hmm. say probably Sherlock Holmes, Robin Hood. Um, both are similar in that. I would also argue that, um, DC and Marvel comics have reached a mythic sta- status. Um, yeah. I would also argue probably Star Wars, likely. Oh, definitely. Um, it's anything that I think personally belongs more to everybody than the people who still make it, who make it, um, or has been passed from hands to hand. Um, yeah. You know, and so like, 
some things there's some parts of myth that it's like it needs to be passed down right and we're just not there yet you know that sort of thing um with some of these more modern myths um and I, and so there so there's so there's that but beyond that i think that the other value the value in myth is that myth is a typically our self-examinations mm. um and that mythology is most has does the most in telling the same stories over and over and over again as we understand ourselves a little better each time and also connect with like shared humanity deeper and deeper um mm -hmm. you know and 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 so like i think that there is a deep value in in having as much mythology as possible and especially getting more and more takes on mythology for example um, with like greek mythology it's really important to remember that there are translation complications and mm -hmm. that a lot of mythology was told or translated by white men in europe in a certain time so you know a lot of like uh queer stuff is just not in there yeah. that should be right or like there are like five different tellings of medusa and arachne mm -hmm. um about like like wherein like from the male perspective, those women were cursed. Whereas there are female tellings of those myths in which Athena was protecting um, Medusa and Arachne for harms done to them specifically by men. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, and so like, I think myth is at its most valuable when it is um, closely examined and constantly retold. Mm -hmm. Um and i think it is at i think the the trouble is is that our mythology of, often is reflective and i sometimes find that look around at modern myth and find that concerning what i see reflected back um so yeah mm. that's that's the broad stuff yeah I think the tie into one of my favorite things in the world, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, mm -hmm. um, which I was just talking to someone about how literally almost everyone I know shits on Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Um, but I think that there's like a lot of value to like what Joseph Campbell did in in like exploring the similarities between all of these mythologies and the tropes and stories that they tell. Yeah. I, th I, I think sometimes Joseph Campbell gets like a super bad rap because a lot of people think are like, he just, he tried to make a formula for how to write a story. And I'm like, no, no, he was analyzing a lot of stories. It's, it's an analysis. It's not a yeah. recipe. Like, right. You don't have to follow it, man. You know, yeah. Hayao Miyazaki does not. And right. a lot of his stuff is amazing, right? Like, pfft. yeah. But I think like the thing that we don't talk about with Joseph Campbell's work is like the human universals aspect of it. 
mm-hmm. like the idea that there are things that every culture and every person has figured out at some point that is shared amongst everyone. And I think like to that end, right? Myths are like that. You know, everyone has a myth for something and Mm -hmm. everyone has similar kinds of characters in their myths. And that's like really cool. And I think like, it's like a really unique and I guess like, you know, like when we think about like things to pull from, right? Mm -hmm. For like crafting stories, pulling from ancient myths that have held the test of time thousands of years. I think there's something to be learned from like studying ancient mythology, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like you said, myths are there to tell us something about ourselves. They're they're often explanatory. Yes. Right? They're often explanatory. They're often warnings you know fables are sort of myth uh like grimm's fairy tales are sort of myth right like yeah i don't know if you've seen this post online but i saw a post where it's like um uh unfor like like norse mythology goes unfortunately loki was bored greek mythology goes unfortunately zeus was horny um shinto mythology goes unfortunately suzanu was rude like you know um yeah like it's it's very much this like it's it's um there's just a lot of archetypical stuff going on in myth yeah and um and i think that there's just there's just something there's just something valuable uh, about that and i mean like they're not gospel too right like i and i think that's something i really like about mythology and I'm again, I have a really broad, really broad uh, term for what counts as mythology, um, you, you know, and and part of what I like about it is that it has a religious quality without mm-hmm. necessarily being religious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, there are some exceptions, like Shintoism still has its practitioners, right? That like a lot of these things still do. Right. Um, but on the other hand, like Beowulf ancient, you know, myth, not, um, not really a religious text. And so you can, you can take a lot of like what there is to love in religious texts and but being divorced from people's beliefs in a lot of ways and i think there's something very cool about that um yeah and and the the things it lets lets you do right like and i think that i think that like there's there's something just very cool about you know like touching in with these these stories again because as much as people as much as people like, I, I, I kind of, I both love and hate when people say like every story's already been told. Um, because on the one hand, I do think it's very freeing in the sense of like, oh, okay, so I don't have to worry about being perfectly original. Um, and sometimes I think that people pejoratively use it to be like, well, don't write, don't tell a story, it doesn't matter, right? Like, there's a right, nihilistic yeah. version of that. But on the other hand, I also like thinking of it as like, oh, okay, so we're all telling the human story, and it's just 
my voice and my 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 notes in the chorus making up this beautiful chord that is humanity telling its story over and over and over again yes and hopefully improving on it every time right mm-hmm. um like if you look at like something that's amazing about mythology is that like functionally to me uh you know thor and thor <laughs> are they function roughly the same right they Mm -hmm. are a a a heroic powerful figure Mm -hmm. modern thor is a much better being kinder more heroic less violent and rageful and wrathful Uh I, i think it's it's incredible to see that change you know and also why it's important to to look back and and see what like people put on there like what the translators said i think that's important cuz also sometimes it's not quite as uh regressive as people would think um uh, people should really look into the whole hades persephone thing there's some fascinating arguments around what the translation is there um, yeah well i mean have you read lore olympus yeah so, so so anyway good. but oh, yeah so good but like you know there's so much to draw on from there like you've seen no brother where art thou right yeah i mean it's the odyssey it's and... the odyssey told amazing i love yeah. that movie so much um and like these things have um just a lot going on and it's just i think it's important to see what stories are resonating right like you know like for example like to, to take like the, the less uh appreciative approach where i'm not uh extolling the virtues of connecting with all of humanity and seeing like how your voice fits in and seeing how like people were wrestling with well what do i do when i get angry a thousand years ago and today you know like um there is also the side of it of like what are we having our heroes do, right? Like I find a very concerning thing that superheroes fight for the status quo. I find that concerning, you know, um, or the amount of like, like I, it's all, it's, you know, I, it's both comforting and worrying that like we have the Iliad and we have star Wars. Mm-hmm. We're still, or it's like, Oh, we are still figuring this war thing out ain't we like mm-hmm. you know i i i, I just, there's just a lot there and i think there's a lot that's like rich and just meaningful yeah. yeah yeah i think it's that's really the the beauty of myths right it's just how vast it is and how much space there still is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the difference between something like Thor, the hero, Thor, the character, Thor, the movie character, and like Thor and Xeno warrior princess is a lot, right? Right. But they're all Thor. They're all Thor. And I, or like, yeah, like i don't know like i've always thought about like i think something that i've like enjoyed you know about like your novel is that it's like like not to spoil anyone it is like a retelling of mythology from a very different perspective and it's like 
and it's something that like i think like myth when myths do that that's really fun um like i've always thought like oh it'd be really cool if like you know like hercules was like a wwe wrestler or something <laughs> or like hercules was like a lumberjack in the woods right like mm -hmm. um i mean like in some ways like wolverine is like a retelling of like certain kinds of you know mythologies right and i think that's it, there's something to be gleaned from that um and yeah. like like i think like the expository nature of myths lend itself to creative ways to convey new ideas right right or or talk about ideas with like a grounding Yes, yes, point. yes. Like, the myths can help ground a concept mm -hmm. in something that we are familiar with, but can like kind of in a way because we're grounded in that open us up to new possibilities. Right, which is like why Star Wars works, mm -hmm. you know, is because yeah, it's it's the monomyth. Boo hoo, so sad, I guess. Um, but it, it's also like but if because it's the monomyth like it firmly plants everybody kind of like suddenly just kind of gets it and so then george lucas could be like and now it's going to be kind of a weird psycho space opera -y, it's mood piece for a while like yeah you know like and that's and i think that's very cool and and kind of talking about like the whole monomyth idea of like yeah there's a structural under underlying a lot of this right but but um that does not mean that there isn't wild variety right mm -hmm. like so it's 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 sometimes like it reminds me of like food like most food is some sort of starch and a thing like that's what most food dishes are right mm -hmm. you know and if you boil it down like that well it's like it sounds like every food is like every food in the same way the monomyth does but it's like not at all not at all like i have like read some polynesian like pacific island myth and that shit is so cool and it's just it's just not the same and it also is right and the way in which it is is it's like yeah it's human that's how that's how it is right and mm -hmm. like it, it it just strips away i think something that's very uh, both beautiful and and helpful about myth is that like because they are often so old they are so archetypical right like and so mm -hmm. that they are they have been stripped of so much of like the pretense or like the the complexities and so like you can kind of get at the thing in a much quicker way mm -hmm. right um it, if if I'm making if I'm making enough if I'm making sense there right like mm -hmm. um you know it it digs down at um like if you compare say um I would I'll compare like Hercules and and, and Wolverine here because they're both kind of semi tragic figures in the sense of like they go through a lot of ordeals a lot of this shit was not their fault it was kind of pushed on them they didn't ask to be born the way they were born mm -hmm. um they are capable of so much more and than average but also still not they're not like superman level of like 
near God, like true godliness. It's just like, I'm just a lot more, you know? Um, but Wolverine has all this stuff attached, right? Like it's like, he's a guy with like metal claws, but that metal came from an experiment because his real powers regeneration. And he's a mutant, which is a thing that right. Like you get all this like layers and it's like Hercules is like, he's half God. He's real strong. His, his, the, the wife of the God didn't, does not like him and cursed him. He's got a lot of stuff to do mm-hmm. and it's hard. Like life kind of shits on this guy. That's yeah. that, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the story in some ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and so like, I, I think that's very, there's just so, and there's just so many of them and they all have their intricacies and, and, and and beauties and imaginative ideas, you know? Um, and I think that's just honestly spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're running low on time. So I want to ask top three, three or five, you want three or five slots for top five myths. And in this one, we're, we're saying non-modern myths. So has to be pre-1900 in my brain. Oh, so I can't say like Seven Samurai or something. No. No, no, no. Oh, dang. Okay. No, um, you probably say Wolf and Cub, though. I don't know when that... Mm. Hmm. Let me just Google. Um, but let's do three, just because okay, I know... Okay, let's do three. Yeah. Because five will turn into eight. <laughs> this is true. That is that is how that will go. <laughs> As we've learned about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Um man uh the epic of gilgamesh classic I, okay um, i can't say that that's all of them um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the epic of gilgamesh uh mm-hmm. i think like any of like the arthurian king arthur myths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then I mean, any of the ones that were that that or that like my mom told me growing up that are like specifically like Filipino myths were mostly yeah. just Filipino horror stories and monsters. Oh, no, yeah. like specific myths, but mm-hmm. um, like when I got older, there were myths I learned about, like like children who like take things from trees. Like it's kind of like a Filipino version of the Giving Tree, where like this guy like takes like he like gives except it's like the reverse he like gives up his heart um Hmm. to like help protect like his village and it becomes like the first mango tree or something it's really cool um it's like a visayan myth that i've horrendously butchered but it's really cool um yeah and i think it's because like and you know and of course after that right you got hercules theseus any any of the ancient greek myths i do enjoy yeah odyssey is up there i think the 2003 television movie is like <laughs> one of the greatest things ever made um but yeah i actually have circe and um was it song of achilles on my shelf nice um i need to read those mm-hmm. um but yeah what about you um okay um the tale of orochi uh the oh, eight-headed yeah. dragon from uh shinto myth that was my my one of my grandmothers that was one of my bedtime stories with her um so that one's a favorite um 
you said a lot you said a fair number of mine um because I, I I'm a big sucker for Greek. I, as as you well know, uh, have a, a soft spot for Heracles. Um, yep, for sure. I I do have a soft spot for the Odyssey. Um, I have also a soft spot for any stories of Athena or Artemis, mm. in particular. Um, yeah, uh, and then probably maybe favorite of all time beowulf oh wow that is a classic <laughs> yeah that one's that one like gilgamesh is absolutely one of those like it's That's right like, up there it's like a pretty foundational myth maybe yeah. that could be a good episode to a follow-up to this like foundational myths like myths that like like are outside of the ones that we read in school they're like things that um there are things that we uh, like really go back to because Beowulf is like so much in your work. Um, Beowulf, yeah, Beowulf shows up in my work a lot. Um, I, I will say that like Greek myth shows up um, mm-hmm. in particular, those two. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, uh, no small amount of. Uh, um, of 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 like american and not tall tales um you know you're you're fucking you're fucking johnny Appleseeds, your um paul bunyans um there's like a special mm. word for them maybe it is tall tales um hmm. anyways <laughs> yeah well i think uh, we we should probably talk more about myths another time i think there's definitely more to discuss and um i don't know i actually have an idea that i came up with while we were talking about myths that i want to pitch to you off mic (laughs) sounds good yep yeah well (laughs) i think we can call it for today we've been trying to keep these episodes tight um because we've we've really let it get away from us these last few we have and i have i have so much studying to do yeah i just it's yeah, I don't blame you. I literally have to go pack my bags for another trip mm. and go finish up like a bunch of other errands. So, <laughs> well, then we better get going. Um, yeah. Thank you to every lovely person out there listening. Um, and uh, this was a really good well, for 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 me, like hour hour fifteen for those listening. I know this has been spread out over weeks, but like. It's been good for my brain. Yay. I'm glad. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Good for my very soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, folks, we will catch you next time. Out here on the sand Not far from land Sure, I'm warm But a witch I was cold Sure.